hello everyone. Welcome to the third episode of um, uh, West Side Stories Anime Podcast. Today is a very special day because it's the holiday episode. It's also, I also have with me today a very special guest, uh, Jack Harris, a fellow West Side Story staffer. Um, thanks for being on the show, Jack. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about our subject for today, if you want to get into that. Indeed, indeed. Our subject for today is um, some uh, anime films you, prob- you probably haven't heard of. They're, they're not well known. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I'm talking, our subject today is uh, Studio Ghibli, probably the most well-known uh, uh Japanese uh, studio, uh, studio, uh, yeah, studio. Uh, I think it's the most popular. It probably is, but yeah, that's going to be our subject today. And I thought we'd go over a brief history on the studio before delving into what we think about it. Um, uh, I can start uh, if, or do you have anything you want to add to the like history or? anything well i mean yeah i just studio ghibli they're like not just uh one of the outside of the u.s they're probably like the most popular animation studio in the world and just overall one of the most popular like they obviously there's like some big studios in bollywood or china that have tons of like appeal but on a worldwide scale, there aren't many studios with as much just universal appeal as Ghibli. Yeah, that's very true. Even people that like don't even like watch anime have like heard of Studio Ghibli and have at least like watched one of their films. They're they're basically like the uh, they're almost similar to Disney in that way, like how well known they are which I, I feel it's very interesting how far they've, how far the uh, studio's gotten, um, how like far it's gotten in terms of popularity. It's very interesting, especially mm-hmm. to like look at the earlier films. Um, the studio was uh, founded by, uh, I believe it was founded by uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, yep. Yeah. I thought he was the founder of it or... I knew he's behind like a lot of the, he's the, he's basically like the Walt Disney of uh, Studio Ghibli. And uh, yeah, he's basically like the mastermind behind the, the most popular, their films. He's also another uh, figurehead in the uh, Studio Ghibli uh, or another important person that's associated with Studio Ghibli is actually, um, uh, Miyazaki's son, I forget his first name, but he directed uh, From Up on Poppy Hill and... Oh, fr- yeah, Goro Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. He also directed the one with... Uh, I forget its title, but I remember that it has a dragon in it. I've heard that it one's... Tales from Earthsea? Yeah, that one. I haven't seen it. I've heard kind of mixed things about it, but... Um, I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely one of the weaker... Ghibli films, I will say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, from up on Poppy Hill uh, is also another one that's kind of weaker, in my opinion. It's all right, but it's like nothing that special. But um, yeah, we'll get into all of this later, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of gone over the uh, general history of it. Uh, I think it, now we can like just start going over like. Uh, individual films do uh does that work for you or is there like or maybe we could like go over uh uh certain films that stand out in our opinion and ones that uh maybe don't but there's actually there's one more figure in like the studio ghibli history i'd like Mm. to give a shout out to um i hope i'm saying this right isao takahata he um he along with miyazaki 
has directed like the majority of Studio Ghibli films. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he passed away just a few years ago, but oh, he was, yeah. yeah, but he was like one of the key members that helped, like that helped Miyazaki start everything. Uh, but yeah, we'll I'll definitely make sure to mention some of his films later because. He does. He has. A, he does have a different style than Miyazaki, which I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good segue into our next subject, uh, which is like uh, the type of like films they make, like they're like kind of Studio Ghibli's style. Like they kind of have a kind of real life slice of life style but mixed with like in a fantasy world which i think is it i'm putting it i'm saying it the wrong way but uh there's like a lot more to it and i think it's part of the reason why their films stand out so much i i do understand uh what you're saying by that um i mean there a big like key thing about studio ghibli and whatever is like just fantasy that's still grounded in reality enough to be like relatable Mm -hmm. like they have i think one of the biggest motifs of studio ghibli and miyazaki in general is flight like uh a lot of the first films like Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. There's tons of flying in that. Castle mm-hmm. in the Sky, tons of flying. My Neighbor Totoro, that has like a huge sequence where they all fly around during the night. Yeah, Kiki's delivery service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just tons of. I, I, sorry uh, for interrupting. Here, I'm going to look. Um, Miyazaki's first. Miyazaki's first five movies that he directed for Studio Ghibli are all like have very strong elements of like flight related to them. Uh, Nausicaa, Castle in the Sky, Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Porco Rosso. And I mm-hmm. think I think a big part of that is because like there's just something so captivating to people about like flying and the magic of flight and that ties into a lot of the greater thematic elements of Studio Ghibli movies and like just that sense of fantasy. Mm -hmm. It makes the films feel, it kind of lifts them up in a way, which I think flight is a good way of um, uh, expressing that, which I think is very interesting. And it, um, yeah, it just, it really, expands on i think you put it quite well um but uh yeah another topic uh i thought we could talk about is like why each why you like studio ghibli and maybe like we could both go over like uh uh why both of us like it um but uh you want to start with that yeah sure i mean I might have to take a little bit to think about this and gather myself if you have anything you wanted to say first or yeah sure um uh I'm like a huge anime head so I knew a lot about them but the my actual like introduction to the films was like way back in like 2009 I remember my uh younger sister just put on for some reason Ponyo and for some reason that me and like all my siblings just watched it for some reason and I was like weirdly that my introduction to them and I just thought the film seemed really strange but then several years later I watched My Neighbor Totoro and thought that was great and then Lupin uh, the third which is also great and yeah I've just sort of worked my way through uh, their films and I and I really like the style, like um, the style of storytelling. I feel like the films are good at capturing like childlike charm and like wonder in a very good way, especially like Kiki's Delivery Service and um, 
my neighbor Totoro especially I think is good at portraying that and just like the films also just feel very warm and fun which is and they're very enjoyable to watch which is always a good thing but uh yeah um were you able to get your thoughts together if not yeah, I, yeah. Uh, um my introduction to studio ghibli was when i i want to say i was like um eight or nine or so my uncle got my my uncle got um this four pack of studio ghibli movies it was ponyo kiki's delivery service my neighbor totoro and castle in the sky and he got those for my brother for his birthday and so because of that my brother and I we would watch those movies a lot as kids and uh, my neighbor Totoro and my neighbor Totoro and Ponyo especially were the ones I watched the most Mm -hmm. and yeah that's sort of how I got introduced to them and I think what I think part of what I really like about what I really like about Studio Ghibli is just how all of their movies like they um just typically the sort of the world that they capture and the messages they explore a lot have to do with like um life and peace and nature and just they their movies always have like some sort of depth or they're just all they always have like interesting worlds to explore while also having like um real depth to them and like Mm -hmm. stuff that can actually impact you if you really think about it yeah they're very life affirming films which i find is very interesting especially because they're really they're made for like uh younger audiences but it's so interesting how they capture that so well and uh, i think like you said they create these fantasy these fantasy worlds are created but they they feel so real and have like real world problems which is very interesting sorry if you can hear shouting in the background uh no it's it's fine um yeah i mean I wouldn't, I, I actually might disagree with your point that they're uh, targeted towards a younger audience. I think there's some that you could definitely make the argument for that, but I think there's some of their films that um, are definitely supposed to be more challenging and not necessarily for a younger audience. If you want me to talk about those some at all. Uh, yeah, sure. And you do bring up a good point. Like, some of them are definitely meant for younger kids. Like, my younger brother, who's like seven, watched Kiki's Delivery Service and for some reason absolutely loved it and watched Ponyo and loved that one as well. Then watched, like, uh, Howl's Moving Castle and, like, got freaked out in, like, the first ten minutes. So, <laughs> there, some are made for kids and others aren't. But, yeah, you can go more into that. Yeah, when I remember when I was a kid, I watched because my uncle bought the four pack of DVDs. The first one I watched was Totoro, then I think Kiki's Delivery Service, and then Ponyo. Mm. And then I watched Castle in the Sky, <laughs> which is about like uh, sky terrorists, pretty much. <laughs> and that, um, I was not emotionally prepared for that as a child. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one's like really kind of intense because there's like a lot of flying uh, pirates and there's like giant robots and like explosions and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, now that's definitely one of my favorite ones. I think I think that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one like a while. It deserves a rewatch to say the least. It's very, very powerful. I think we've sort of uh, we keep getting a little distracted. So do you want to? get into it and start going over the start going over the movies yeah sure uh i'll start with like is like 
Miyazaki's like first mainstream film, which is Lupin the Third. Yeah, we'll just go in chronological order or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was another one that was like an introductory for me, and I thought I was like really taken aback because some of the plot lines didn't make much sense, but it was just like really fast paced action, and I thought the music was great and the animation was just stellar, especially especially like the first car chase. That's very. It's very fast moving, which I like, and really hooked me. I would, I would completely agree. Um, I think that I think that that is. I really enjoyed that movie. It just has like it's an early film when Miyazaki's not like as like Studio Ghibli isn't even a thing at this point. This came a few years before that was founded, but there's so much of like the Ghibli style in there with like the with the hot with the action and the and the elements of fantasy and just the immersive world that you get caught up in mm-hmm, for sure then i believe his next one was uh nausicaa i think and uh actually that- i want to say one more thing about um uh, Lupin, because the movie is called Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lupin like series, even though um, even though this is the only one Miyazaki was like really involved in, there are a there is a ton of movies in this series. Yeah, I the... there's like twenty or so. Yeah, there are so many. Like, there was one that came out, I think, like, last year or maybe this year, and it was, like, all CG. So they're still making these. Yeah. There's so many. It's just one of those things that, like, unlike Studio Ghibli, it hasn't really crossed over into Western culture. But I guess it's something that's huge in over there. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And then, like I was saying, his next film, I believe, was Nausicaa, uh, Valley of the Valley of the Wind. Uh, That one is pretty good. I've seen like I haven't seen all of it. I've seen like the first hour and like 10 minutes. It was pretty good. Some of it was a bit forgettable. I remember Patrick Stewart as like Nausicaa's friend, which I thought was funny, Um, but it has very good animation. I like all the detail on like the bugs and the creatures and whatnot but it's just a little forgettable at times but overall it's from what i can recall and what i've seen it's pretty dang good i i personally i really enjoyed uh nausicaa of the valley of the wind i don't like it i don't like it quite as much as i used to it used to be like one of my favorites of the studio's entire catalog but i definitely I really enjoy it. I think it has some of the best action and flying and just animation from the entire uh, Studio Ghibli catalog. Um, but yeah, the the char- it, the movie. I think it honestly would have worked better as like almost a Lord of the Rings like trilogy because there's just so much that's not explored. And the movie is actually based on a manga that mm-hmm. Hayao Miyazaki wrote and like he wrote and illustrated this manga throughout like the set 80s and 90s, I think. And there is, um, there is way, I've, I read the manga like because I'm a Studio Ghibli nerd or whatever. <laughs> and there's just so, so much more to the story as a whole than is captured in the movie like it it really just cuts out so much and because of that the characters aren't like fully flushed out and the world's not fully flushed out or whatever but i'd still recommend it yeah it seems like it would be better as like an anime series as opposed Mm -hmm. to like just like a two-hour movie but the or even or even a series in a movie like the Neon Genesis stuff. Mm-hmm, for sure. The next film he did was Castle in the Sky, and this was, like, uh, one of the first ones to, like, really take the world by... Or... I, think, I think Castle in the Sky was, like, the first one officially, like, made and distributed by Studio Ghibli, because I think... Uh, 
I think Nausicaa, that one was like either, I think that one was maybe only made by Ghibli, but then distributed by another company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you might be right. This one was very important to the history because I feel that yeah. like it was, it got a lot of exposure at the time. Uh, this one is also quite good. I love the animation. It has very bright and vibrant colors, but that's just kind of a given with Ghibli films. The action, this one is another good one. It has a lot of action, a lot of fast paced action. Um, and but, but this one, like, I th- the I think the characters in this movie are just like really just full of personality and really interesting. Like the two main characters have great chemistry, and all of the pi- like all of the sky pirates that they join up with are just wonderful to watch. So that makes all of the amazing action then that much more impactful which is what i think people why i think this one connects with people more for sure this one was like the first one to like kind of nail the characters i think because in lupin the third the only two memorable characters are like the female and of course lupin but i think this one is like the first one to nail the characters and like get them right on like uh have them be feel more memorable at least yeah, and one more thing about Castle in the Sky, it might have like the best, it might have my favorite like soundtrack of any of the Studio Ghibli movies. Like go on to YouTube and uh, look up the, like the main theme to this movie. It'll be, it'll be stuck in your head <laughs> for a while. Yeah, well, a lot of the films have good soundtracks. Like I've been listening to the Kiki's Delivery Service soundtrack sure. for... They're actually all, all of the score, I'm pretty sure the same guy has done every single Studio Ghibli score. His name is Joe Hisashi. Mm -hmm. He's done pretty much every single Studio Ghibli score that, at least that I'm aware of. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I'm looking at like what he's done right now. And yeah, a lot of the, the, the Studio Ghibli films. Um, The next Ghibli film that came out. This was the one I, that took the world by the storm, which is, of course, everyone's heard of it. My neighbor Totoro, and uh, honestly, probably my a very. This is a very cold take. Uh, probably my favorite of the Ghibli films. It's just so lighthearted, fun, and I feel it like taps into uh, what Miyazaki's themes of like childhood wonder and fun in like a fantasy world but still keeping it realistic the characters are very strong and memorable and again phenomenal soundtrack uh and i love all the animation as well but yeah Yeah, either this one or spirited away are probably the most uh well known uh, Mm -hmm. movies and this one absolutely is like excuse me, when this one started to gain popularity, that's what really like helped the studio take off. Excuse me. And, it's all good. And I, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's just, there's something like just so simple about what it, ca- there's just something so simple about the way it captures life and like, growth among adolescents and all that that this is just one of it's hard to describe why but this movie is just universally appealing Mm -hmm. that's the best way i can describe it for sure this was another one i showed my younger brother and i and my younger brother doesn't have a very good attention span because he's seven but he sat through all of this and afterwards he was just like kept drawing the characters from it so it's very has a lot it does have a lot of appeal to like almost anyone of any age i'd say yeah the characters are like iconic too you see totoro just pop up everywhere in pop culture like i remember <laughs> uh watching toy story 3 in theaters as a as a kid <laughs> and like i uh and the fact that um they had a that 
the kid in the movie had a stuffed Totoro <laughs> like blew my mind. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the next film that he did was uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. This one, I feel, doesn't get that much credit, or maybe it does, and I'm just just haven't been paying much attention. But I really like this one. I feel the animation is amazing, and I feel as very good. It has very similar vibes to Totoro, where um, it's like good at capturing that childhood wonder, but also it's good at um showing like growing up as well like uh through uh kiki spoiler alert kiki like losing her magic and like getting used to uh a new place this like new world that she uh moves to and uh yeah amazing animation and uh yeah i i'd agree this this one's i think this is definitely a good movie but i think there's just some aspects. I think the world in this movie isn't as strong as in some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's just not quite as memorable. But the character of Kiki and the character of her cat are both excellent. And I, what, I, what I really enjoy about this movie is just like watching the character of Kiki just go about and do seemingly mundane tasks in her life, like helping an old lady bake a cake or things like that. And it's just extremely entertaining. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and, real. S- go on. Yeah, no, say, no, say what you were going to say. My thing is something unrelated. Uh, it's very slice of life, which I like. And like, it feels like just, like there isn't really that much action besides like the last like 10 or so minutes it's just really just hanging out with these characters in this location which i feel is always fun and totoro kind of does that as well um well there's kind of more to Totoro. there's like so much to totoro that could be unpacked but yeah and okay so what i wanted to say was actually the same uh were you going to talk about uh, Grave of the Fireflies at some point? Because I think that came out the same year that Totoro did. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I missed that one. That's one I've uh, been uh, I've been meaning to watch. But the thing is, I've just heard it's so depressing and, like, upsetting. I can, I can just talk about it briefly, then, if you want. Yeah, sure. Okay, so... This is not a spoiler because it happens in the first scene of the movie, but this movie's just about two kids dying. So it's about two kids dying because like um just uh relate just a myriad of things and it's a it's this is this one is directed by Isao Takahata. It's the first Ghibli film not directed by Miyazaki. And it's just, first of all, it's an amazing, like, anti-war film. Uh, It really does a great job of that. And I think it does, it just does an amazing job with, like, subtlety. Because the movie, even, what's weird is the director, Isao Takahata, said he doesn't consider it to be an anti-war film, even though everyone else does. Um, pretty much like universally, this is supposed to be one of the best anti-war films of all time. But what I think the director sees it as and like what a lot of it's going for is just like the loss of childhood innocence. And it's about like um, being corrupted and uh, what causes people to grow up and about being forced to grow up and just things like that anyways it's an it's an ex it's an amazing movie it's a it's a masterpiece like for i i would want be completely willing to call it that um yeah i'd highly recommend watching it um yeah it's just a great uh, it's just a great movie but it will make you sad because it's just about two kids dying mm-hmm. yeah i like i said i've heard it's a masterpiece but it just looks so gosh darn tragic um the next uh film 
sorry, I lost where I was, is, uh, I believe Porco Rosso. I could be wrong though. Um, yeah, I think it's Porco Rosso. This one, um, is pretty dang good. Uh, I, I, I love this one. I love this movie. <laughs> this one is, is very, is pretty iconic. I don't feel like it doesn't seem like people talk about it a lot. Yeah. I think, I feel like this is definitely one of the lesser known ones. Like, I I watched this pretty soon after I'd heard about it for the first time and I was I, I was blown away. I love this movie. This should be way more talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think I honestly think that the reason that it's not more popular is just because people like they hear the title and the plot of the movie and they just are confused because the movie is just about a pig the movie's about a pig that flies an airplane and like there well obviously there's like a thematic reason for him being a pig but um and that the movie like goes into that that's like about what the meaning of the movie is but there isn't like a literal reason for him being a pig and I think because of that um the movie like doesn't maybe get as much attention or whatever mm-hmm. yeah it seems like people like just kind of find the concept of a flying pig funny which i mean kind of it is but it's very mature mature to say the least and uh, uh it's kind of an interesting uh, it's kind of interesting to compare it to like the beauty and the beast story because like the main character is like cursed and turned into a pig because of his arrogance correct uh i think yeah it's related to that like yeah i don't know if we want to get into spoilers but yeah it's sort of like that yeah um so it's it's very interesting uh to say it's very it's pretty dang good to say the least uh we're kind of running out of time uh Unless you want to continue talking about these, and uh, or do you want to continue talking about these and maybe uh, go through them really quick? Like, uh, yeah, we could just, um, we could just start to go over them quicker, maybe. Unless either you like have anything extra you want to say about any of them. Uh, if I think of anything, I'll um, uh, I'll say it. Uh, and maybe- I'll, yeah, I'll do the same. So what's the next? What's the next film? Whisper of the Heart. This is one I've been meaning to watch for a while. I, I hate this movie. This <laughs> this movie is terrible. Just skip it. The characters are complete. Like I mean, watch it if you want, but I would not recommend. This is like the one Ghibli movie I would say is just bad. Like this is just a bad movie. Awful characters. Pretty um, pretty like just dumb script i do not recommend this interesting interesting it's for some reason this one is held in high regard um or at least apparently it is i'm looking at the imdb score and it has like a 7.9 which is pretty high yeah some people really like it i seem to be in the minority on this but i think it's awful interesting yeah this one is one i've been meaning to watch but uh, if you're saying skip it, I might just have to. <laughs> um, and then I believe the next, like, real iconic one was Princess Mononoke, which is uh, uh, Jack, I believe, is, this is, like, one of his favorite films. This is, um, I don't know if it still is. This was, at one point, my favorite movie of all time. I just think this, I think this movie is fantastic. Like, the world it creates just it there's so many like different themes going on in this movie that all get tied together just just excellently all of the characters are all of the characters are amazing like that's one of the things that's so good about this movie all of the characters have depth no matter like what their role in the story is even the villains and stuff um this movie it just it it does everything perfectly. The and this was Studio Ghibli at its like most powerful. So Hayao Miyazaki basically set out to make like as grand and amazing of a masterpiece as he could, and he did basically just that. 
Interesting. This is another one I've seen a little bit of, but need to watch in one whole like sitting. Um, from what I've seen, it's pretty dang good. Um, really good animation. I feel really bad because this is one I've been meaning to watch, but um, and I've heard it's incredible. But yeah, definitely need to find a time to watch this one. Uh, All right. Uh, next, would the next be, what's the next one? Uh, the next one, I believe, is, uh, Spirited Away, actually. This one is, uh, I don't, probably... I don't, think, I don't hmm? think we need to say that much about it. Um, yeah, this is, like, th this is the most well-known Studio Ghibli movie, arguably. This one, this, like, is their most critically acclaimed one. I mean, this movie's been analyzed to death. Um, it's perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, perfect movie. It really is. Like, from a storytelling standpoint, my thing is, though, um, I've seen this one so many times. And, like, I remember the first time watching it and going, like, wow, that was really good. And then, like, the more and more I saw it, I, the small problems I had with it like became somewhat bigger but all in all it's it's very good and if you're just getting into Miyazaki films definitely watch this definitely have this as like one of your first ones um but yeah I I've just seen this one so many times that it's like some of the magic I guess has worn off but it's still very good and I definitely recommend this one being like one of the first ones to watch uh the next film is, uh, I believe, is uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Um, this one is another one that's held in really high regard. Um, have you have you seen this one before? Or? I've seen most of it. I need to finish it. It's pretty dang good. I like the animation quite a bit, and I like all the like bright colors and the locations. Pretty is pretty good the concept is very interesting as well um i yeah i i agree with the stuff you said um like with the and i think the animation's fantastic but i just really i like i didn't the characters i thought like could be some of them were interesting like i enjoyed calcifer the like the fire character mm -hmm. but I, I really just found the movie to feel, I, the movie to me just feels like the plot seems sort of nonsensical at points and like a lot of things just happen like for the sake of the movie, like they don't really have any real reason to just because the plot needs them to. Um, mm. I think that, uh, certain things aren't explored as much as they should be and others are explored too much and things I really was just sort of dissatisfied with the ending too like there the whole movie feels like it's being almost intentionally uh, subtle a lot of the times which is what I thought but like whenever I try and analyze the movie or think about it maybe uh in a more complex way it just feels sort of the movie just feels sort of empty to me is what i think my biggest issue with it is interesting uh the next one isn't really directed by miyazaki though it's a studio ghibli film it's uh the tales from uh earthsea do you want to go over that one or um i could i mean i can just go over that quick um the movie it's based on a really, com like, I, the issue with this movie is it took something, like, Tales from Earthsea is a famous book series, so they basically, like, tried to take something like Game of Thrones mm -hmm. and put it into a 115-minute movie, which just, because of that, it just doesn't really work. Like, that's, that's pretty much what i have to say about this movie it just doesn't really work 
Yeah, from what I've heard, that's the main problem with it. It just isn't well put together. Um, but yeah, the next one is uh, like we talked is uh, one we talked about earlier. Uh, Ponyo. This one is uh, this one is held in quite high regard, from what I can gather. It's it's pretty dang good. I haven't seen it in forever. Like I said, the last time I sat down and watched it in one whole sitting when, was when I was like, I don't know, like seven or ten or yeah, yeah. probably seven. I, I remember this, liking it. Yeah, this I this was one of my favorites as a kid, like just favorite movies as a kid. It the which like and why is kind of obvious. Like the animation is just amazing, and like the world is so interesting. It's it really captures the imagination. It's just a it's a fun movie to watch and think and yeah but like it's it's also definitely one of the ones maybe more uh like for kids mm -hmm. probably yeah like like you said this was one you watched more as a child and i think that's generally what it is for most people yeah i remember thinking it was really strange but like kind of interesting but interesting at the same yeah. time and still enjoyable um and then yeah so this one that this one's more for kids and uh kids will love this one um the next one is i believe from up on poppy hill um if i'm correct uh this one is really okay in my opinion there's not really much to it, in my opinion. I, uh, I actually, I, I enjoyed this movie, I would say. I agree with you. I don't think there's, I don't think there's too much to it, but I, I would say I enjoyed it. I think, I like that it explores maybe some different themes from a lot of other Ghibli movies. Like this one's more about family and like legacy and that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just, it, it has, it has a few flaws, but I, yeah. I think the, my biggest problem with it is the main plot about like how like yeah, these two think they're related, which is yeah, really strange. I don't know. It, it just, I, I, I agree. I agree. That was, re that really caught me off guard the first time I watched it. Yeah. I remember I was watching it and I was like, why, this is such a strange theme to be in like a Ghibli film, but I don't know. It, it's okay. Uh, if you're into like slice of life, uh, I'm sure you'll like it. Cause it's really just another hangout film. Uh, then the next two Ghibli movies, the wind rises and the tale of princess Kaguya, I think, I mean, do you just want to talk to, about those two together? Because those are supposed to be like, Isao Takahata's like final like send-off film and Hayao Miyazaki's final send-off film. Yeah, sure. Um personally for me, I quite like The Wind Rises. It's another one that deserves a rewatch because I haven't seen it in a while. But when I first watched it, I really liked it. The animation of the flight is really interesting. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's spectacular. Mm-hmm. It just it, looks go on the watch for the animation alone. I will say that mm -hmm. it looks phenomenal. I also just think it's a very kind of a warm story as well. Cause um, it's like, takes place. It's also very interesting because it's technically a war film. Cause it takes place during, I think world war two, but it like, yeah. doesn't like really deal with that. It's just like a, about this, plane designer um like and how uh the world is like changing around him and whatnot and like him just designing planes like it's very interesting very like fun and like not like that much action happens which is interesting like i said because it takes place during like a war but it's yeah. interesting it's interesting just to think about because the movie is about like an artist and the legacy of what he's created and for sure and at the time it was supposed to be Miyazaki's final film so I think that's there's definitely something to like think about in that 
Mm-hmm. And then uh The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Yeah. Yeah. Um this movie there's it's one it's probably well, it might be the most like out there, like least mainstream appealing film of the Ghibli catalog. It has it, the animation style is different from any other Ghibli movie, and the plot itself is just kind of bizarre. Like and and like throughout the movie, it doesn't really have one specific like plot. Like things, uh, it's sort of the stakes of the movie will sort of change over time, and because of that, like I think. Um, I think because of that, some people might not like it as much, but I think there's definitely a lot of value to this movie. Mm-hmm. This is another one I don't hear people talk about much. Uh, probably just because it, it seems a bit uh, sort of forgettable, I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's... Uh, I think that's all of them. I'd say. Uh, I mean, is... there were there were a few that we skipped. If you want to uh, do a lightning round or something like. A sec- isn't there a secret of? Um, uh, I forget the. There's the secret world of Arietti mm-hmm. when Marnie when Marnie was there. The cat returns. My neighbor. Cat returns. Pom Poco and Only Yesterday. And then there's also technically technically Ocean Waves, but that was a made for TV movie and I haven't seen that yet. So and I don't know if you have. No, I, I haven't, I'm afraid. Yeah, so I guess we can't talk about that one at all. But um Only Yesterday, that movie, um, it's the least popular, I think, of any Ghibli movie. It's the only one without an English dub. Um, it's pretty... It's eh. Uh, Pom Poco. It's the weirdest Ghibli movie, I think. <laughs> it's, about, it's about shape-shifting raccoons fighting like to keep their home. Uh, my Neighbor's The Yamadas. Um, it's a... It's a like, a harmless movie it feels a lot like reading peanuts comic strips because of the animation style and just Mm -hmm. um like the way the story is told the cat returns um the cat returns doesn't really feel that much like a ghibli movie (laughs) explores some topics that aren't really present in a lot of the other ghibli movies but it's Mm -hmm. fine yeah that's uh, one that's one that, that like someone i know said that they grew up watching which is int- which is kind of strange to think about um cuz that one it doesn't seem like there's like like you said doesn't really feel like a ghibli film but mm-hmm. yeah um i think that's Arietti, have you you've seen that one uh that's one i've seen a little bit of it was pretty good it, kind of forgettable as well yeah um, I- I would describe it as forgettable probably it's it's actually technically it's the highest grossing uh ghibli film in america of all time that's so odd it is odd i would have thought like maybe like the wind rises or something but Mm -hmm. yeah and then there's when marnie was there which is i think as of right now the most recent ghibli film Mm mm-hmm um yeah i thought that one was kind of i mean the animation's fantastic once again but i thought the plot was kind of eh. it's just sort of eh. mm-hmm. yeah that's one uh that's another one out here many people talking about and it's strange to think that that one's like uh the most recent i thought uh i thought there was another one but um I, I could be wrong, but there are two. There are two Studio Ghibli movies currently in development. That's what uh, I've heard. Yeah, Earwig and the Witch, directed by Goro Miyazaki, and How Do You Live, directed by Hayao Miyazaki. 
yeah, I believe one of those was supposed to come out this year, but because of uh, the uh, a little thing called the pandemic, I don't think that happened, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they were both supposed to be released this year, actually. I think Goro in the Earwig, which is actually not an anime, it's, or at least, well, it's 3D animated, which is... Yeah, it's like CG. Mm-hmm. But that was delayed because of the pandemic, I think. And then the movie How Do You Live, which is actually supposed to be Miyazaki's final film, that got delayed just because like, he wants more time to work on it. And he, like his creative process is slower now because he's older. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably why. Um, I don't think there's... Uh, really much to talk about we uh uh went like way uh beyond our regular time or the regular time that i have but that's fine because it's the uh it's the holiday special so um all you listeners out there have plenty of time during winter break to give it a listen but um is there anything uh you want any final uh thoughts jack um i just want yeah uh, I'm a big Studio Ghibli fan. I I plan to see any and all of their movies that get released in the future, even beyond Hayao Miyazaki. And uh, I also just want to say one more like fun Studio Ghibli trivia thing is they actually did make a sequel to My Neighbor Totoro. It's called May and the Kitten Bus. It's an animated short but you can only watch it at like Studio Ghibli World in Japan. They have like a, um, no, they have like, they have uh, like, you can go visit Pixar Studios in America. They have like the same thing in Japan for Studio Ghibli. And that's the only place you can watch uh, May and the Kitten Bus, the short film sequel to Totoro. Yeah, I really want to figure out a way to watch that one. That's one that, like I hear that only, like you said, it's only available at um, the uh, Miyazaki like park in Japan, which is it's in it's like the only place you can watch it. I've heard of it. Um, I've heard it's good. I really wish I could find a way to watch it, but yeah. Um, I think that's uh, all the time we have. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you have a uh, good day. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. All right.